Welcome back to Five Movie Madness, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the podcast that wants to know why we can't pick our own colors. I'm your host this week, Corey, and with me as always, I've got Matt. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy? Are you going to bite? And Joe. I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Now, that's got to be one of the more wide assortment of different types of movies <laughs> that we can pull quotes oh, from. So, allow me to tell you guys what the topic is for this week. The topic this week is movies with animal in the title, um, or with an animal in the title. So, Lion King or The Crow, it has to have the name of an animal in the title, but it does not need to be about animals. So that is what we are going to be talking about here in a little bit. But before that, uh, how you boys doing? Everybody good? Everybody happy? Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen you guys, but uh, it's seamless yeah. transition for everyone listening out there. It's yeah. a beautiful thing, really. As far as you know, we haven't missed a beat. No, never. <laughs> That's, you know, exactly the way that the podcast gods intended it. So, yeah, I mean, crazy work life, school's back in full swing, getting ready for not needing to be in school for a week, which I am very excited about. Those were the days. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, let me tell you guys uh, how the show works. So we have, after we've set a topic, we each go our separate ways and create our own personal top five lists of the given topic. Uh, we come back here. We start talking about them. Uh, we're going to start with somebody's number five and then four, three, two, and one uh, until all three of our lists have been revealed. If at any point in time one of us has a movie higher on our list, we will table it to the highest point in the conversation. So without any further ado, Matt, your number five movie with an animal in the title. Groundhog Day. Table. Great choice. Did you say table? table? Yep. He did, yes. Okay. He did say table. But great choice. That, okay. But that, was a, that was a bubbler for me. That was, a, that was a bubbler for me. That's what they call a water fountain in some states. They do. They call it a bubbler. Weeds me, weeds uh, me out. It's, it's New England states, okay. supposed to like Massachusetts, Maine. Bubbler. Yeah, my cousins grew up in Rhode Island, and they said that to me. I was like, the what? There you go. I don't, I don't <laughs> like it. I don't like it one bit. I, I don't either. It's a water fountain. It is a water fountain. I mean, granted, from where I'm from, we call it a water fountain, so. Yeah, it's wrong. <laughs> no, everyone's wrong, aren't they? <laughs> Joe, you're number five. My number five, I have a feeling it's untabled, but it's Reservoir Dogs. Table it. Okay. That bubbled for me. Oh, shit. Okay. Corey, you're number, number five. F- <laughs> Black Swan. Okay. Didn't enter the conversation. Never seen it. Fair enough. Really never saw it? Yeah. Nice. Uh, this movie was hot shit when it came out. I remember the clamor over this movie was intense it was hyped um it was very very hyped for a movie that was overhyped for me i think it still more or less lived up to what i was expecting out of it i think it's a little manic but the performances in it are undoubtedly great natalie portman is probably the best i've ever the best performance i've ever seen her give i can't think of another movie she won the academy award for best actress for this role yeah and i i I don't recall anybody else who was up for the award that year, to be completely honest, but... Let's look it up. Yeah, let's look it up, see who it we was. We have that power. This is the we ballet do. movie, right? Yes, yes. it is, yeah. Okay. You can keep going with it. Um, yeah, I, the end of the day, I think that she is 
stellar in this movie for a woman that has turned in some pretty blah performances in her career. Um, this one lives up to what really is her potential. So um, Mila Kunis is great in it. The story is, like I said, it's a little manic. It's a little all over the place, but I don't know. I think I realistically it's, that was probably intentional, which is why it was the way it was. So I can't really fault it for being kind of all over the place and a little manic. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a movie about a professional ballet dancer and the torturous things that they tend to have to put their bodies through to be a, well, a professional ballet dancer. Um, so it's not it's not necessarily a subject matter that's in my wheelhouse. But again, it it was super hyped. I finally saw it, and I. I if nothing else, I was like the performances were captivating. Well, I mean, your your wife works in dance professionally, so she does. Yeah, she she loved it. She loved it more than I did, and and she, that's exactly it. She beat out Annette Benning in the Kids Are All Right, Michelle Williams in Blue Valentine, which I hear is very good. Uh, Nicole Kidman in Rabbit Hole, never seen it, and Jennifer Lawrence in Winter's Bone. I've never seen any of those movies. I saw Winter's Bone. I've seen Winner's Bone as well. Yeah. But I have not seen any of the other ones. I mean, based off that list, I, I don't, I don't, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> that Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I saw Black Swan in theaters. It's a very good movie. Um, good performances also, I thought, from uh, Mila Kunis and Winona Ryder's in it. Oh, that's right. Winona well. Ryder. Right, that's right. I forgot about her. Yeah. yeah the I, it's, it's female, it's female fronted, like, Pretty much, just, like, there's not very many male parts in this movie, which is kind of nice. I, I kind of like that about this movie. It's got Vincent Castle, and that's just, like looks like about it. Yeah. Um. It was marketed kind of interesting because there's there's some um, fantastical elements to this movie. Not to give too much away, but uh, I remember seeing trailers and previews, and it was almost like a. Like a, like a almost like a sports movie the way it was like the trailers came out of like like competition and and battling it out for like the lead role and I thought it was gonna be like more of that but it's uh, it's definitely a little psychedelic and uh, no I just I couldn't find a definitive list for this topic online so I just kind of like rattled off the ones I knew and um, I just yeah. didn't think of there's one, there's so. so many there's so many movies there, yeah there's a lot the title. Yeah. there's 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 quite a bit yeah. so. I think yeah. what was great about this list, too, is leaving the Black Swan conversation, talking about this list conversation. I love the fact that this list doesn't have a genre, necessarily. I think we have, like... That's all over the place, can, yeah. It's, yeah. It's all over the place, which is great. Yeah. I think but, I did my list with uh, I did my list without repeating an animal, which I wasn't intentional. It just kind of happened. Uh, yeah, I yeah didn't, I didn't repeat an animal. Neither did I. Just goes to show you how many there are. It's true. All right, so I think that's good on the Black Swan conversation, yeah? I mean, I can't add anything to it, so that's up to you guys. I'm done. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Matt, number four. I have Jojo Rabbit. Uh, slight table. That bubbled for me. We're all in the same wheelhouse. Same, close enough. Yeah. 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 These, the babiest of tables. Joe, you're number four. My number four is the Peanut Butter Falcon. That's a very good pick. Thank you, thank you. That's a very good pick. That did not cross my mind, and it should have. It's such a good movie. Shit. 
I said four because at the end of the day, it's the peanut butter falcon, but... <laughs> Fair. <laughs> it's just, it's a, such a wholesome, just nice movie. Shia LaBeouf is really good in it. They went with the excellent move of casting someone who actually has Down Syndrome to play someone who has Down Syndrome instead of having someone fake it. Which doesn't always go over so well. No, I imagine, uh, especially the the later that you go, the closer to the present day that you go, the less and less shit like that flies. Yeah, but Apparently, they found. Go ahead. No, well, that 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 talent, Zach, something I don't remember his last name, but he is a very talented dude, and um, they yeah, they wrote that part for him. I think for him, yeah. It's not like they went on a casting call to find somebody. That's it's it's just pretty remarkable. Mm-hmm. This movie's kind of written for him, which is just cool. I like the wrestling aspect too. Jake the Snake and Mick Foley are in the movie, yeah. which is like my childhood. So that's pretty baller. <laughs> and uh, I just wish this movie spent like five million more dollars if they had it, because it just kind of ends abruptly, like almost like all yeah. right, can't write we, any more. We checks. ran out of money. Hey, yeah. Our last one bounced. <laughs> this is the best ending it we have. Ends. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I guess that's kind of the point. Yeah, no, I, I just want a little more of a resolution to make the movie go That's from, fair. like, really good to great for me. This is know. one of those situations. How would you feel if there's, like, wrap-up text on the screen, but you don't actually get to see anything that happens? Like, are you okay with that, or is this one of those movies where it it doesn't work for you? I'm okay with wrap-up text on the screen if it's, like, a, a either a period piece or, or a... Uh, Based on a true story. Okay, I'm a- like like I saw yeah, yeah. like I saw King Richard, and uh, the, the 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 William Sisters movie that came okay, out yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, that wrapped it up nicely with with black text on, or white text on a black screen, and I got like a little emotional during that. Uh, that was pretty cool, and like um, I love the wrap up text with that thing you do where it tells you what happened to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Because they're like kind of like an ensemble group, and it's like takes place in the '60s, so it's kind of like moving forward from there. But for something like that, I don't know if it necessarily yeah, no, fits. I, I agree with you. I, I love it for like sports movies, any kind of sports movie, like a team sport. Yeah, and I'm you always get it on it. those too. Yeah, especially like a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> he went on to become a senator. That's it. Bluto Bartowski, <laughs> senator. <laughs> But yeah, that's the Peanut yeah. Butter Falcon. That's an indie movie that pro- you probably didn't see. So if you get a chance to watch it, it's really good. Yeah, it blew up. That, yeah. Was, that was good. They had uh, him and Shia at the uh, Academy Awards that year too, oh, presenting they? an nice. Award. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I guess I didn't see that one or that part. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Hey Corey, what's your number four? Into the Spider Verse. That's a table. Oh, you guys went insects, huh? That's an animal. Yeah, I know. Matt, you're number three. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. I had a feeling it was going to make a list. That bubbled for me. That almost made the list. I had a feeling that was going to make a list. I'm glad that it did. Phenomenal movie. Yeah. Best picture winner. Mm -hmm. Won the big five at the Oscars. One of only three movies to do so. Which would be best picture, director, actor, actress, and screenplay. I'm guessing the actress was Nurse, Nurse Ratchet. Yeah. Well, they made a spinoff show about with, uh, what's her face? Sarah Paulson played Nurse Ratchet in like a prequel show. Oh. Didn't do that well. Cool concept. Mm-hmm. Good casting, but apparently wasn't that well received. Anyway, it's a uh, Jack Nicholson 
is a uh, convict, and he either does or does not have a mental ailment. He's acting nuts to get out of jail to go into a nut house. <laughs> I mean, that's just pretty much how it yep. is. And uh, the doctors and nurses kind of go back and forth or whether or not he's faking, and he uh, forms relationships with the patients in his ward and uh, shows them how to have fun, I guess, because they live a pretty regimented, strict life and... Uh, Nurse Ratchet is a, um, I guess, the antagonist of the film, and she kind of runs the the ward and uh, controls those patients. And uh, they 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 clash. They go head to head a lot, and it's incredibly well acted. And it's a it's a very good story. Um, so you had some really good seven the late seventies man. You had like Cuckoo's Nest, Rocky, uh, All the President's Men came out like all around like the same time. Network came out then. Saturday Night Fever came out then. So it was like, kind of like where movies were starting to go from. I'm acting. This is a movie to like more grounded mm-hmm. and real, and and actually yeah. like showing like a- actual life or different aspects of life that you don't think about. So uh, yeah, one floor two is nice. It's like like an all timer for me. It's, it's, yeah, very it's, it's good. a great movie. It, it just didn't make my list because rewatchability. Because it's a tough watch at periods. So I'm just like yeah, I'm not gonna throw end. it on on like a Tuesday afternoon or evening. No. I guess that was the exact reason it stayed off my list. I I think the movie is brilliant. It's just. I, I've maybe watched it twice. Like I, I, I know it's a great movie, and, and, and like it's been on at times, and I'm like, maybe I'll sit down and finish watching this, like from wherever it is, and I'm like, I, I can never, unless it's a very special mood, and it's only ever happened twice. Like the first time, I ever saw it, and I watched it one other time since. Um, but it is, it's it's a ridiculously good movie. Star studded early early cast. Oh yeah. It... Yeah, but it's like a cast that became star-studded. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of yeah, a lot of those were like Christopher, Christopher Lloyd, Lloyd, Danny DeVito. Yeah. That's it. That's, I mean, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Going off no, the top of my head, just, I'm sure there yeah. are other established I, actors in it. Sure. Yes, there are. I, I don't think, think I ever put together till this moment that that's Christopher Lloyd or no, Danny no, DeVito. I knew that was Christopher Lloyd. No, no, I think I knew it was Danny DeVito, but I never put together that. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Did a one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yep, and that's because parody <laughs> episode. That's because of and because it was it, uh, it. I've seen like what's the guy's what's I've the watched... chief character's name in that? Is it Tonto? Tonto is what he calls him. Yeah. <laughs> San Devito's first role is one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh shit! Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn! What a what a hell of a start to her career. Ooh. Yeah, I get. I didn't find it as tough. I mean, the ending is kind of, like, tough, you know? Uh, Spoiling the movie that's, like, 50 years old, but whatever. But, like, it's, uh... I don't know. I, I, I like the Movie Clips YouTube page where they just show, mm-hmm. like, 7 to 10 clips of a movie. And that's kind of like what movie watching is going to these days. It's No one wants to sit down and watch the whole story. And you just want to watch, like, your favorite parts. So I guess that's a, that's a good candidate for that. You can skip the ending and just watch, like, the... Uh, the funnier aspects of the movie. Yeah, we're trying to get them to all raise their hand to watch the World yes, Series. to watch the World Series. <laughs> yeah, and when they bust out to go fishing. Yeah. And they get into a, a <laughs> so fight good. on who, who can steer the ship. And he's like, I'm the captain of this vessel. And they're just like going back and forth. It's good. Playing the pickup basketball game yep. against the orderlies. Chief. Good stuff. Chief. Killing it. That was three for you, right? We're in threes? 
Yes. Joe, number three. Number three is Groundhog Day. All right. Got there. We, we sure did. It's a classic. Yeah. We live in days. It's the first one to do it. Arguably, it does it the best, but it, Bill Murray in his prime just just kills it. It's such a fun movie. It's just a cool concept. All of these... Oh, what what are we... Time... Loop? Time yeah, time loop is probably a good, yeah, a good way to put it. Yeah, all these time loop movies are always fun and interesting, like, the way that they're laid out. Like, when they're done really well, which... For the ones that we always talk about, they are done well. Um, they're 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 a lot of they're just a lot of fun to watch. Like, it's such an interesting idea of being able to like having done it so much that you like know the exact timing, the like the exact beats to do things. Um, it's just a, yeah, it's it's so much fun to watch. Like it's it's like art in motion. Like when you see him, oh, definitely like. As soon as the security guard sneezes, he reaches into the the thing to grab the money from the armored truck. It like, yeah, it's uh, it's it's really fun. And you're right, Bill Murray is is stellar in this. Is this Bill Murray's best role? It's definitely up there. It's got to be up in there the, in the conversation. Yeah, this Ghostbusters Ghost, probably Ghostbusters. probably one or two other candidates that I can't think of right now. Stripes, it, very good. Yeah, meatballs. I guess the irony I of meatballs. Or stripes, actually. <laughs> stripes, stripes is, is stripes is good. You should watch stripes. Um, the irony of of Ghostbusters being one of his best is that like he didn't want to be in it, so like the sarcasm, like the, him trying to be bad at it is what <laughs> they ended were just up making hoping it he'd show so up, and then he showed up eventually. <laughs> oh, it's funny as hell. The thing about Groundhog Day too is like it has that stigma with this type of movie, like. When someone else uses like a time loop scenario, like Happy Death Day, it was like, oh, it's Groundhog Day, but a horror movie, or like if or like Edge of Tomorrow, oh, it's a sci-fi Groundhog Day, like that. It has that reputation, yeah. like everyone refers to it as like the the, the go-to time loop Absolutely. movie, like that started the genre. Like that's 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 pretty awesome. Yeah. It's a well. How many times do you reason. think he was stuck in the loop? Like how many? How long? Like say. how many times do you think he relived the day? I think it's like if you count, it's like close to thirty times. But I don't think we're seeing all the days. The amount of time it would take him. uh, How many times did you say he's seen the good, the bad, and the good, the bad, and the ugly? Like a lot. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember that. So it's at least that many days. He learns how to play the piano. He learns a foreign language. Like it takes time to do all those things. Yeah. So it had to be like like what three, four, five years maybe. Easily. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Like worth of days. Yeah. Yeah, that's nuts. Like again, we only see the highlights. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's that's one of the things that Palm Springs kind of pushed the envelope with is that we jumped in in the middle and didn't see the start, right? But Yeah. He and Andy Samberg in that movie constantly brings up he has lost track. He has no idea how long he's been in this loop. Yep. And I think that one of the reasons we don't know how long Bill Murray's been in the loop in Groundhog's Day is the exact same thing. It's been so long. He has no way of telling how long it's been. We see the beginning, we see the end, we see a little bit in the middle. Well, we see more towards yeah, the more towards the beginning, I guess. I wonder if like anyone ever asked Howard Ramis, right? Because he like directed and wrote the movie. I wonder if he ever came or, up with that. Ivan Reitman wrote the movie. Yeah, like a... yeah I wonder. I wonder if that was like the thing. Yeah. Like, okay, he's been stuck in, like 
in this time of okay, how long? I don't know, five years. Like, does that like what was the idea? So they were just like, it? don't explain like, it. It ruins the magic. Yeah, just go with yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I don't need the character to keep track. Yeah, no. or, or I don't need like a, a, a weird tally mark on like a wall, like a crazy yeah. person when he wakes up in the hotel. Although it would probably it would be, be wiped gone, away, right? Yeah, yeah. It would be yeah. wiped away. Tattoos himself. Wait, no, that'd be wiped away too. Like, yeah, there's no way to keep track. <laughs> there's no way. There's no way. The day keeps melding together. Yeah. Not, the nihilism sets in, but that's a, that's the other movie. <laughs> Holy shit! They actually there's okay. A line from an early draft of Groundhog's Day screenplay in which the character of Phil admits to being trapped in the time loop for 10,000 years. 10,000 years. That's too many. That's nah, too many nah. years. Forget that. Which is definitely why like it cut. gets cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, that's, a, that's, that's insane. Because that's 10,000 times 365. So, like, what is that? 3.6 million? Or... Oh, my God. I'm going to do that quick math now. On a calculator. I, you're right. I, I want to say I'm right, but I feel like I'm that big of stakes, I'm never right. Yeah, yeah, 3.65 million. Good job, Joe. Good job, Joe. That's that's nuts. There's no way there's that many. No. There's no way Phil can know that either. Mm. So it's like, yeah. you can't count especially that high. At 10, <laughs> especially at 10,000 years. Yeah. yeah. All right, so another thing, Yahoo Movies, a Yahoo Movies article says that it was... 33 years and 350 days. That sounds so just, more accurate. Just shy of 34 years. How do they know that? Like, just by movie evidence of how long it takes the average person to learn certain things? It could be. I guess. 10,000 hours? Oh, okay. It takes at least 10 years to get good at anything, said Remus. And allotting for the downtime and misguided years he spent. He had to be more like 30 or 40 years. Okay. It's better than 10,000. Definitely. Yes, that's a lot more believable. Yeah, so I guess they take the skills that he learned and assume that each one of those would have taken about a decade to get that good at. Hmm. Just wake up in the morning, like, play piano for 20 minutes. Shoot yourself, start the day over again. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it over and over. Oh my god. Yeah, Groundhog's Day. Great, great choice. It's a great movie. Corey, what's your number three? Uh my number three is the table from earlier, Jojo Rabbit. Okay. The slight table from earlier, Jojo Rabbit. Uh I watched this again. It's high on my list because I watched it again for this list. I had only really seen it once. Um so I watched it again and I liked it so much better the second time around. I am in love with the performances in this. I think it's funny and heartwarming and sad. Like it, it takes me through all of the things that I want to feel when I watch a movie for exactly the amount of time I want to feel those things. Like the movie is paced so beautifully. The performances are stellar in it. It is, it's just a really, really good movie. I, I, I'm probably going to watch it again in the near future. Like that's I it's slowly becoming one of the ones I can go back to often. Yeah, they made Hitler funny. That's that's an incredible cinematic achievement. I don't know how really? you I mean, how you do that really? again. I don't yeah. think you do. Taika Waititi directed phenomenal. It is based off a book. Again, as you said, Corey, the performances are were incredible. Paced really well. 
my boy Sam Rockwell always playing like always playing a questionable guy dude. with a heart, heart with a heart of gold. Yeah, he eventually gets <laughs> which, there. Like, yeah, yeah, which does. is kind of what this whole movie does. It takes a bunch of really evil people and gives them heart of golds, and I'm like. I shouldn't be feeling for these people. And I like the fact that I do at the end. Well, I'd feel for Sammy, but like nobody else really. Like Fair Martin, enough. What's what's her face? Uh Fatty Amy from Pitch Perfect. What the hell is that actress's name? Uh Rebel Wilson. Uh Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. Yeah, man. Like I don't feel for her. She can go Yeah, that's the blown she's... up. Giving little kids bombs and throwing them into the street and Say, go hug a soldier like it's, <laughs> it's fair. fair no you're right uh, she, she doesn't exactly have any redeeming qualities no. it's very satiric it's a, it's very satirical um thank god it's over the top satirical so like yes it has yeah, to be. absolutely oh has yeah to be. it has to be absolutely yeah can't watch that one without crying either man no it's it's got a couple of rough spots oh my gosh yeah, yeah. it's very well balanced Yes, it is. Nominated for Best Picture, well-deserved. Sure, that was a good year for it movies, was. too. That's, that's the only reason I think that, like, it wasn't really even in serious contention, just because there were so many other good choices. That was, that was, uh, was that 1917 in Parasite year? 1917 Parasite, I think Little Women was it that mm-hmm. year also. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was a strong, strong year. That was year. a really strong year. Yeah. Amazing score and soundtrack to this as well. Yes. There's a rabbit. The main theme, very catchy, mm-hmm. stuck in your head. Perfect for the tone of the movie. So it actually sounds like a little kid going off to war, the way that like, the soundtrack or mm-hmm. the score yeah. is. So it's, uh, it's, it's like war slash really camp. Like yeah. summer camp. <laughs> Which is kind of what they were, what the Nazis were hoping for. Yeah. So there you go. It's definitely what Taika Waititi was hoping for. Yeah. Well, nails it. Nails it, Taki. I don't know if I said his name right. Taki, that's a chip, wrong. Corey. That's a <laughs> chip. Yeah, that's not right. Taika. That's... Taika. Who also plays Hitler in it. He does. Yes. What a, what a he... dual threat. He has a role in every movie, right? He, he's, Most movies. He, um... He's in or maybe all Ragnarok, right? It's definitely in yeah, Ragnarok. Yeah, he's in Ragnarok. He's Korg in Ragnarok. He's in uh, What We Do in the Shadows as well, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's uh, all that's coming to mind. I'm trying to think what other movies of his I've seen. Yeah, because uh, he's a relatively new. Yeah, he doesn't have that many. Like filmmaker. I haven't seen a lot of these uh, other ones, like Eagle versus Shark and Boy. I haven't yeah. seen Free Guy, so I don't know that. He didn't direct that, but he is in that. That movie's great. He's oh, he's in that. Yeah. Yes. Oh shit! He directed an episode of The Mandalorian. I forgot about that. He did. He was also in Green Lantern. Yes. Thankfully, did not direct that. <laughs> Saved his career. Oh, that's right. He was in the new Suicide Squad, too. God about that. He was in it? Yeah, he plays Rat, uh, rat Catcher. He plays the dad. So, oh, like, yeah. The main, one we, yep, yep, yep. the main one we follow is the girl, but like when, when there's a flashback scene with the dad, yeah, yeah. it's him. That's fun. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. All right, Joe. That's Jojo Rabbit. My number three, Matt. Your number two. To kill a mockingbird. That's a great pick. I just haven't seen it, it is in a great forever. Pick. It's a... It was so easy to do like a lot of like 
classic movies with this with this topic that like I'm glad I'm glad a bunch of them got in. To Kill a Mockingbird, a phenomenal choice. Mm-hmm. Yep, Atticus Finch, right? That'd be uh, Gregory yep. Peck's character, told by from the perspective of his daughter Scout, Scout right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Yeah, I read the book in high school. I think a lot of us did, right? That was like required. Was the last time so, I saw uh, the movie was high school. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw the movie in high school, and I, I like liked it a lot. So I that's that was a Blu-ray purchase a couple years back, and. Uh, I watch that every once in a while, not like every year, but like I guess every couple of years. I think it's like when I catch it on TV, I want to start it from the beginning, so I'll go, I'll pop it on. But uh, um, yeah, it's also Robert Duvall's first acting job. He played, uh, wow, Boo Radley, yep. yes. And um, yeah, I think Atticus Finch's greatest movie dad. It's definitely up there. In the conversation, yeah. right? Yeah, definitely in the very, conversation. Yeah. Maybe like greatest, one of the greatest protagonists in movie history as well, fighting the good fight. He is definitely fighting the good fight. No argument that. Doing like doing what needs to be done, standing up for for what's right. Good role model to have, and uh, kind of upsetting that they Harper Lee wrote a sequel to this like fifty years later. Like it came out Such like a mistake. Weird, and it's like. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's really bizarre. It's probably going to be adapted to the screen. I would imagine so. Somebody will do it. People will watch it. But I don't think it's going to be able to hold a candle to the original. And, uh, yeah, yeah The Kill a Mockingbird is a great movie. If uh, you haven't seen it or read it, it's, it's a great book, too. Definitely. Uh, Video library. You'll find both the movie watch. and the book. Jeff it, man. Jeff Daniels is currently playing Atticus Finch on, on Broadway. Broadway. Yeah. I am actively trying to get tickets to see that show. I'd love to see him. I didn't know they made it a play. Sh- yeah, my boss, sure my boss saw amazing. it. Saw it two weeks ago. Yeah. Did he? Did he say they were good? It was good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He said it was phenomenal. So. Yeah, I am. I'm desperate to try to get tickets to that thing. At least while. Jeff Daniels is still Makes sense. Atticus Finch. Sure. So yeah, it's uh, uh, it's one of the it's 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 one of those for me rare rare ish times where I don't even think there's a comparison between the book and the movie. Like, I I think you can make like everybody who says the book's always better than the movie has a a good argument. This is the one time for me that I'm like, I won't accept the argument. I'm like, this movie is as good as it gets. Like, <laughs> I think the story is told better in the movie. I think that the performances and the emotion that we get out of the actors is better than anything I've felt like I read when I read the book. I think that the movie is just substantially better than the book. In my Again, my opinion, I'm also a movie guy in general. I tend to lean that way, but like, I don't even accept the argument for this. I would say Cuckoo's Nest is a better movie than Book. I would say uh, Jojo Rabbit's probably also a better movie than Book. I don't. Having, I mean, having never read sure. any of them except for Mockingbird. I'm not saying that there aren't other movies where the movie is better than the book, but like this is the one that I like put my foot down and say, like I won't hear the argument otherwise. If somebody kind of like if somebody was to tell me like, listen. 
Jojo Rabbit's a great movie, but the book you have you read the book? Like the book's so much better. I'd be like, okay, maybe. I don't know how the movie's incredible, but like with this one, it's like I, I put my foot down, like, there's just no way. As somebody who's looked at both forms of media, there's no way you can sit here and convince me that the book is better than this movie. Four out of my five are based off of books. That's pretty cool. I don't think yeah. I realized Jojo Rabbit was based on a book. Is it a, is it a graphic yeah. novel? I don't think so. Hmm. I think it's a book. So, Jojo Rabbit, To Kill a Mockingbird. And I don't think I actually ever realized that One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest was a book. Oh, yeah, man. I had to read that in school, too. Really? I did not have to read that in school. That doesn't yeah, sound like a book they uh, assign in school, but... I read in college. College English. Ah. Oh, okay. Oh, college. college yeah. that, makes, that makes a lot more that, sense. Well, it was a college credit course in high school, I guess. Okay. okay. Yeah. I don't know, man. I've seen some weird things get assigned to middle school and high school kids in in my time in the educational profession. I remember Lord right? of the like, Flies, and that's about it. Like, yeah, in school, I even did Lord of the Flies, but, like, when I was when I was substituting on the island, there was a lot of Kurt Vonnegut getting assigned, and I'm like, man, existentialism and nihilism is a weird thing to put into the brain of a child, but, like, okay, fair enough. Don't, I like Vonnegut just fine. And I had a bunch of the middle school kids I, I worked with reading it, and I was like, this definitely should not be in your library. No. There's there's no excuse for this being what in you guys In a school library? Like, it's probably okay, because no one's ever going to finish that. You know I, what I mean? I guess, but like, it's not like... If you... It's not like just in the library. Like I mean, like no one's ever gonna get to the sewer scene. No, absolutely not. <laughs> but that was the thing. Like these kids had to pick a book, and it was like their independent reading for as long as it took them to finish it. So I guess maybe the concept was if we pick this monster, I'll never finish it and never have to do the report by the end of the year. Maybe, but like it was still a weird thing to put in the hands of like twelve, thirteen year old kids. Yeah. Jojo yeah. Rabbit's based on a book called Caging Skies. Okay. So there's no title Jojo Rabbit. Correct. Jojo Rabbit, but... Got it, got it, got it, got Caging it. Caging Skies is the book. Hmm. Still crazy. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, to Kill a Mockingbird. What a great pick. Yeah, that was one of the ones I just, for whatever reason, didn't rewatch for this, but I knew that someone would talk about it because it's really good. It was, that was my original number one until, like, I guess a week ago when I went, oh, crap, this yeah, one. Yeah, I think I know what your number one is. <laughs> and I had to shift everything around, so. Yeah, a lot of cross-outs on this yeah. one. I remade this list at least twice a week. At least twice a week. I could not settle on where I wanted things, what things I wanted on there. I It... it yeah, this was definitely a list that was affected by how <laughs> the 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 time that it took us to to get this thing done. Definitely, because I just kept I, the same thing. I kept thinking different movies. I had made this list three times before. Me and Joe had lunch with our with a friend of the show, Mitch, where Joe rattled off like three movies that hadn't been on my list originally. I was like, "Well, gonna have to go back to the drawing board now." <laughs> oh crap! How the fuck did I forget that movie? Um, yeah. So, all right. Anything else on To Kill a Mockingbird? I'm good. All right. So that's my number two is what we're on, yeah? 
that was Joe's my number no- two. Yeah. Joe's number two? Oh, Joe's number yeah. two. Okay, sorry. Don't worry, you'll be fast. I'm pretty sure Matt's going to table me. But uh, my number two is The Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, man. Table for sure, yep. bro. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling. Fuck. Corey forgot it. <laughs> I didn't, actually. Oh, okay. I had it on... I had it on one of the lists early on, and somehow along the way, mm. I forgot to transfer it to the new list to make the list, because that should be on my top five. Yeah. We've all had this moment. Yep. I think. Yep. I feel like this is the second time for me in a, a relatively short period of time, but it's, it's all right. It's fine. It is what it's it fine. is. It, yeah. Uh, okay. What's so your number two, Corey? <laughs> my number two is Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. I make that tracks. Yep. I like the insanity of this movie. I it, it's it's well acted. The story is insane and incredible. And I just I enjoy watching like this story unfold and watching the insanity take place. Um it's also kind of nice to see some comeuppance finally hit one of these people, which I think is is what we get a, a good amount of at the end there. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio was incredible in it. Uh, Jonah Hill is good in it. Um, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie, yes, thank you. Margot Robbie is stellar in this. Uh, the golf course where... That scene happens in the movie where he has to like leave the house and he takes the Lambo to a golf course to use a payphone. Okay, yeah, yeah. I actually I actually played golf I played golf at that course over the summer. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Like as I was like walking through like the clubhouse to like sign up for like like sign in for the golf outing I was at, like there's a little plaque on the wall be like like I had a picture of like the phone booth <laughs> be like Jordan Belfort used this phone and I was like, huh. I think like nine people get like even noticed it on the way in, but I definitely did. So that was fun. Did you get a, did you get a photo? I don't think so. Wasted opportunity. And I don't know why. I, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I'm going back to that golf outing again next year. Okay, I'll get one, so yeah, next, you're I'll fine. Get one next year. I'll, I'll get one. Yeah. Um, we talked about Wolf of Wall Street in an episode fairly recently, didn't we? Yes, I can't remember which one, but yes. I'm not going to... Not gonna beat you over the head with more Wolf of Wall Street talk. Other than to say again, one of the hosts of my favorite podcasts is in this movie. Which one? So Henry Zabrowski, who's on last podcast on the left, he's one of the, like the main three on last podcast on the left. Plays. Um, What's the name of the show? I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, he he plays uh, he plays the Otter, one of the friends from home that like okay. he like wraps in. Yeah. It's they they he talks about it on the show a lot. It's like his only big acting role. I mean, it's it's if you're gonna be in one movie, it's not a bad it's choice. Not a bad, not a bad one to get to get in. A reasonably famous yeah. one. Hell yeah, hell yeah. It's a good movie. It's just super long. It is long. It is long. No arguing that. That's nodding. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fine. I I get it. A lot of people like this, but I'm I'm not a fan of it. And it's that's that's strictly on me. That's that's not to say it's a bad movie mm-hmm. at all. I've I've a hard time getting through it. 
And uh, I just remember like a guy at work saw it like four times in theaters, and I was like, "All right," I was like really jazzed for it. And I was like, "I, I don't get it." I know, and it's uh, you know, it's yeah, it's it's good. I think Leo's phenomenal, and it probably should have won for this role in particular instead of the Revenant. But, I agree. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I just uh, yeah, that, that's it's a tough one for me, but it's it's very good. It's very good. There's a type of person that watches The Wolf of Wall Street. And, and wishes they were back in a simpler time. <laughs> kind of that, but, like, also is, like, one of those sales guys that, like, looks up to, like, this type of salesman without seeing the obvious downfall in that, like, he's committing fraud. Mm-hmm. I, I had a, a sales job before I moved to Long Island, and my boss would constantly play clips from Boiler Room to us, and, like... This is how you need to sell. This is the emotion you need when you're selling and blah, blah, blah. Did you finish like, this movie, dude? I was like, did you see the end of this? I, I I asked him at one point. I was like, you you saw the end of this, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't go that far and like do the illegal stuff. I'm like. And then he winked I'm at me. I'm not sure. Yeah. What you, you was it? What were you selling? Were you selling stock, finance? For, uh, you electricity. Doing? You have to okay. sell that? I, was, I thought it just sells itself. Uh, yeah. So in Jersey, like you, you can't. Yeah, in Jersey, you can shoot like PSENG can only had to pick between um, providing and um, delivery of your electricity. Like they couldn't have both completely, so they kept delivery, but other they have to provide other people's electricity if you if you so choose. So I was going around to as like a secondary electric provider and being like, you'll get the same bill. It's just your electricity is going to be cheaper from me. And everybody was like, no. And I was like, yeah, that's fair, actually. And then I would walk away. Fair enough. It was awful. <laughs> An awful job. An awful job. You realize how hard it is to walk into a business and be like, hey, hi, I'm a salesman. Can I look at your PSE&G bill, please? No, absolutely fucking not. You cannot have my personal bills. And I'd be like, you know what? You're absolutely right. I'll see you later. You validate? <laughs> it was awful. It was a terrible job. I just imagined you walking around with a briefcase and you open it up, just electricity inside. <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing. Pure, unadulterated electricity right here in this box. Your hair just starts and standing I... on it. <laughs> and I've got... I got a whole mess, a whole lot more of where this came from back in the trunk of the car. The first taste is free. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure that that company probably like takes a bunch of like the sales, like the sales, like pump up things that Jordan, that Leo does in this, uh, in this movie and uses those now too. And I'm just like, y'all are missing, y'all are missing the point. It's like the people that are like, think Joaquin Phoenix's Joker was like a hero and i'm like you you missed it you you missed the point guys yeah uh, but yeah that's uh that's wolf of wall street and i guess we move on to some number ones now um it's supposed to be matt's turn however i feel like that's probably going to be the most interesting conversation that we have do we want to save Matt's for the end and get mine and yours done first, Joe? I don't care. Ha- having no idea what yours is, it doesn't matter. You know what his is. 
Yeah, you should. It's a table. It's a table. Oh, yeah. Okay, I do know what it's yours is. It's the only is. table left, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's also not, so, it's also not the only table All left. three of ours are yeah. tables, guys. Oh, I guess it's true. Well, okay. Uh, all right, never mind. Fuck it. I tried to do something interesting and cool. It's fine. Moving on. Corey, no. Corey, oh, Corey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, tell me about your number one movie. It's Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, it yes, is. yes, yes, it is. It's it's one of three uh, movies to win the Big Five of the Academy Awards, which is Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, <laughs> Best Actress. Matt, did two of those make your list this time? <laughs> yeah, I think it. I think they did. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. I think so. This movie is phenomenal from start to finish. Jonathan Demme is the director. Does it's great. It's great cinematography in this. The story is compelling. The acting is amazing. Anthony Hopkins is on screen for like 18 minutes. It's probably more of a supporting role, but he got the nod for best actor because he's that damn good in it. He earned it. It saved Orion Pictures, which was going out of business and pretty much spent its last dime on making this movie. And it hit. It sure as hell did hit. Um, Based off a book. The book was huge at the time. A lot of actors volunteered, were, were, were um, in the running to play Hannibal Lecter, and they, they got the best one in Anthony Hopkins. Hands down. Was a, Without even knowing the other candidates. Relatively unknown at the time. I mean, not, I mean, not the biggest actor in the world at the time for, for a role like that. Um, some of the other candidates, what's up? Of do you know who else was in the running to play Hannibal Lecter? Yeah, like Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons was in the running. He turned it down to play something else. Tell me it was Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> that no. piece of shit movie. That movie is absolute garbage. <laughs> it, it wasn't that. I'd, uh, I I don't I don't remember um, what movie he he chose to do instead. But uh, Gene Hackman had the role if he wanted it, and he was going to do it. However. Um, he just made Mississippi Burning, and he played a terrible person in that. And his daughter actually said, yeah, yeah, man, you can't do this. <laughs> You're just going to get typecast in that villain role for the rest of your career, and you don't want that. So You're not going to get to be Coach McGinty. Yeah, man. And, Could you imagine not having Coach McGinty? And uh, Sean Connery was offered the role, and he read the script. He's like, nah, I, I nope. It was a, <laughs> not it was me, a Gandalf man. situation. I don't understand this. Uh, seriously, right? John Connery. That movie would have flopped if it was Sean Connery. Yes, yes it would have. I don't know. I don't know. It would have been different, but the story's so good. I don't think, unless you intentionally pick somebody bad to play the role, the movie wouldn't have flopped. See, the thing is, the story is really good, but what does anyone remember about Silence of the Lambs, for the most part? It's Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He, you know, he is the the winner of the movie yeah. he wins like the if movie. you ask someone on the street Walk. do they know who plays clarice well jordy foster is pretty big no name. she is but like yeah do you... <laughs> i think that I, get, it takes, I, get, I get what yeah, you're yeah. saying it takes yeah. like 10 15 seconds for them to remember that it's jody foster you say hannibal lecter immediately the first words out of their mouth like without hesitation is anthony hopkins i i think that's a fair point I mean, Clarice walking down that hallway. That has to be the scariest hallway in movie history. And this is a movie that's pretty grounded. Like, mm-hmm. it's it, it's a thriller with horror elements, I, I would say. But, like, 
this is like the camera work in this where it's extreme close-ups of people of people's faces as they're talking conversing the camera goes back and forth it's just so good it's so chilling when hannibal lecter is talking to clarice and he's moving back and forth and he gets really close to the glass and the camera zooms in on his face it's just so captivating such a phenomenal movie they actually also made a cut where they add an like um more to the relationship between Jack Crawford and Clarice Starling, where they actually get kicked off the case and they're talking at like a hotel bar and it's like an extra like 10, 15 minutes that the director wanted in the movie, but the studio is like, you know what? This has to be under two hours. So they cut it. And it's a great cut, man. This movie moves so fast. So fast. And we'd be remiss not to talk about Ted Levine as Buffalo Bill. Not nominated for anything. Not a best supporting nod. What more did the man have to do? <laughs> I actually, get the hose out. I don't. I don't know. Like I, he deserves it. He he does. He, he does. He studied. He studied transvestites at different bars in order to get their mannerisms. And the movie kind of screwed him up too, man. He went totally method for it. I don't know. I guess it's too controversial, especially at the time, to to give a a award nomination. But for him not to be even in the running for that, it's a crime. Like I think if this movie yeah. was made today, he'd he'd almost certainly get a nod. I think it. I think Would, it was just too ahead of his probably. time. I think it was just too ahead okay. of the time. Do you Fair think enough. that if the movie's made today, he gets the nod? For best, and Anthony Hopkins gets the nod for supporting now. I think it's reverse. Well, you I think, think he gets both... supporting. I think Hopkins would still get yes. the lead. Absolutely. Okay. Even though Hoffman is, it's more of a supporting role, but I guess technically he is the male lead. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it's not Hopkins, who is the male lead? It's. But again, if they kept that 10 to 15 minutes in, it would probably be uh, Jack Crawford would be the male lead. That's the character's name, not the yeah. actor's name. That's Glenn something. I'm trying to remember who Glenn, even that character Glenn. is. Scott He's Glenn? The, uh, Scott Glenn, that's it. He was also in Training Day. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, again, just Anthony Hopkins is what I go to for this movie. I completely forgot that yeah, he was even like it. <laughs> for sure. Now, this is like an all-time... Again, the, like I said, One Flew Over Cougar Sense is an all-timer. This is definitely... One of my top five favorite movies of all time. Probably number five, but still one of my top five. But in terms of like technically well-made movies, probably number one. Because it's flawless. You, you can't find like like a, a technical aspect that's like not good with this movie. You know, my only minor criticism is like the credit opening credit font is like <laughs> early 90s Microsoft Word. Whatever. It's like 18 over point font. Fast. I want it to be at least 24. Oh, uh, you remember like word art when you did like per, like sort of school yeah, papers yeah. and you want to do like a cover page use word art? It yeah. definitely stole it. Give you that, like the automatic bubble like, letters. Yeah, it's just like ah, uh, and it, when you put the movie on, it's like oh yeah, that that that's that was a thing. This 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 font and okay, let's go. We got the good roughest part out of the way early. Sure. <laughs> it good. just steadily builds. It's uphill. It's yeah, it's a really good movie. Great it's incredibly yeah, unsettling, but it. in like the best way yeah. for a movie watching experience. Sure. 
That'll do it for Silence of the Lambs for me, unless you guys want to contribute. No, I'm, you've said everything that you've I was said. You've said it all and say, more, so. my friend. We said some stuff. <sighs> we did it. Yeah. Joe. Corey. I would say that I'm surprised this actually made number one for you, but I don't know why that I would That's, actually be surprised it's, by it's it. It's insane that it surprises you. Gentlemen, it took somehow it took 40-something episodes for me to finally put my favorite movie on a list, but my number one is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Great choice. Right back at you, because I believe you had it on your list. Yeah, it probably should have been higher. <laughs> but then again, if I had Silence of the Lambs on, I don't know. Who what knows? I, would, I don't know. How. Who, know, who knows? How I think I, I think I had it. I think I had it at the highest I ever had Spider Verse at was like two, at one point. It's a little low, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it is my favorite movie. Uh, Lord and Miller do this movie to perfection. They absolutely killed it. I can't tell you a single thing that's wrong with it. If you haven't seen it, it's the animated Spider-Man movie that came out in 2019 and everyone just lost their shit over, with good reason. I watched this movie in theaters for the first time with you and Mitch. Sure did. And Matt. I was there. Were you there? Yeah, Yeah, man. Oh, awesome. And Matt. I left at a certain part every Every time. time. Every time (laughs) Kingpin's on the screen. (laughs) Oh, it's so funny, man. Takes up the entire screen. Entire screen. Um... So, I do going back and watching this movie. However many times I've seen it, which is a, a number, um, I'm never not happy that I watched the movie. But as far as like movie, like in theater experiences that like I'm gonna like hold on to for like the rest of my life, this is one. This is probably like the biggie. Like for my best friends in a theater watching an incredible movie that I had incredibly low expectations for why I, I you i don't like animated movies usually i'm not an animated movie guy it's animated it's a it's a sony spider-man you go in you're you're not expecting I, the world and it delivers the world and you're like what happened? it does yeah i expected i expected a fine movie i didn't think it was gonna be bad i was like it'll probably be well, okay that's not low expectations Corey. you expected a good movie man. but i want my i want my comic book movies to be stellar like I, I I usually have really high expectations for comic book movies, um, and again, I'm never gonna be usually never gonna be blown away by an animated movie, and this movie blew me away. It blew me away. Love this movie. Matt, do you have anything to add before I start just singing all the praises for this movie? <laughs> I thought of you know because uh, all right. I didn't want it to go the spider route because that would open the door to so many other movies. Like, sure. I just kind of left it off. Uh, that was my reasoning for leaving it off. Hmm. It is my second favorite, third favorite Spider-Man movie. I know you love it, and I have every reason to love it. This movie is groundbreaking, and the animation style is incredible. Yes, it is. It, you forget you're watching an animated movie. Yeah. It's, it's done so mm-hmm. st- realistically. Apparently it's really hard to do because we really haven't had anything after it that's like even remotely close. Oh, it's so we're getting so labor one, intensive. Right? Yeah, we're getting another one eventually. Yes, but I, this the style. I mean, they don't own the rights to this style. I mean, other people could do it. I guess yeah. it is very labor mm-hmm. intensive. But you can um, look at it. You can see all the pixels, like all the all the little yeah. dots, like they animated a comic. It's crazy. It's almost like yeah. that. Filter it's pop art. On... It's got pop art on it. 
It's almost like the filter on all the social media platforms where you can like turn yourself into an animated character. Like it's like it's 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 that style of realism. It's like they shot an actual movie and then put a filter over it, like a live action movie, and just like the the people are actually doing all those things. Just like that turns me into a comic guy. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Love that Mm -hmm. aspect of it. Kingpin's too damn big, Joe. I don't care what you say. Go talk about your it's, movie. It's to illustrate how powerful Kingpin is. That's why he's so huge. Because a, a normal dude slamming down on Spider-Man with his bare hands is not going to wreak havoc. Right, but when he's speaking at a banquet and he's behind a podium and there's a bunch of normal-sized people like looking up at him on the stage and nobody's like, holy crap, that guy's huge. Come on. There's also a talking did, pig in did this movie. Ever, I'm not really going to... Come on. But did we ever take into consideration that maybe we're just looking at the way Miles Morales sees Kingpin as larger than life? Well, and if that he maybe was... he's not actually that big, but Miles Morales being a small teenage boy is like... Holy shit! Well, this man is scenes, insane. So he's, yeah, he's no, just yeah, exactly. My, Miles Morales is our main character, but it's not told through the eyes of Miles Morales. So okay, it's, right. we're we're the audience. Sure. I'm defend. I'm defending Kingpin size. Goddamn it! No, that as as well you should. <laughs> I'm glad you're on team defend Kingpin size. I mean, Kingpin is is absurdly large in this movie, but I but I don't think this it's movie did it. a head in the middle of a black suit. It is. That but, just takes but this up movie, the entire he's a, screen. He's a retired refuse, linebacker who's let himself go. Okay. I, I refuse <laughs> to accept this movie I'm a, I refuse to accept this movie did anything wrong. So I also that's... refuse to accept that. <laughs> I will claim that forever. But yeah, a great cast voice acting in this movie. Yes. Like Mahershala Ali, this is one of my favorite roles of his and he doesn't even physically appear in the film. Like he's that good. He is dad or the uncle? The uncle. Uncle Aaron. The uncle. Oh my god! I I I didn't realize I didn't realize that till right now. Yeah, Prowler, Prowler. God, yeah, that's Sh- Shamik yep, that Moore. Is de- he's I've never heard of him before this movie, but he's great in it. Chris Pine is my favorite Spider-Man of all the Spider-Men. Barely and in he's it. Barely in this movie, but he's the best example of a Spider-Man we ever get. And Miles is pretty awesome too. This movie's about friendship. This movie's about family. I cry like 15 times watching this movie, and I've seen it like 20 times. It doesn't matter. All the jokes hit. The music is full of bangers. Like, it's it's so good. This movie yeah, is perfect. The, 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 sound, the soundtrack is like one big banger. Absolutely. Is it Jake Johnson? Is that, Jake is Johnson. that his uh, name? Yeah, yeah, Jake Johnson. Jack Johnson's the singer. Jack Johnson's the singer. Jake Johnson is, is, the, is actor, the actor. Yes. Yeah. I I've generally taken to just calling him Nick Miller. It's it's just easier for me. <laughs> While Chris Pine is 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 arguably the best Spider-Man we've ever gotten, fair. Um, Jake Johnson as a washed up, not good Spider-Man is a very good Spider-Man. Oh, I love him in this. Yeah, yeah, he's so good. Like the idea of. Having this job really actually ruin your life more than anything else, and still deciding to come back and do do the job, that's a that's a fun story to tell. Absolutely, Haley Steinfeld, the Spider Gwen, also killing it. Nick Cage, Spider Noir, John Mulaney. So I love Haley Steinfeld yes. and everything she's Me in. Me too. She's she's a star. I will see any movie she's in. Outstanding. No idea she was a singer. 
Zero. Ne- neither did I. That blew my mind. Nope. I found it out not that long ago. And apparently that we was do... before acting or something? Yes. Which, yes. Which... We do Spotify playlists at work all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, who sings this? Haley Steinfeld? Holy shit. What? Does... What? <laughs> blew my Gwen mind. Gwen Stacy? She might be like... I always think of like when like movies come out, like, like especially with like movie stars. Like there's actors and there's movie stars, right? Like she's going to be a movie star. Like she might be the biggest fe- like female movie star in the world at some point. But the thing is, like movie right. stars generally are people who aren't the strongest actors. But they you like play to their strengths and they shine. I think she's also a really good actress. Yeah, that's a fair. That's fair. Well, I, I no, I'm going to classify movie stars as like a, like a, a little bit differently. Like, okay. Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio is a movie star. Brad Pitt is a like movie star. You know okay, what I so mean? You're They're talking not about like like a, like a like a lead person that you sure attach yes. like a flagship to be like this is the new Brad Pitt joint. Mo- movie yes. star meaning they can they're gonna sell the movie Put and they can seats. pretty yeah, much yeah. be in anything mm-hmm. right yeah. then you got like the rock who is probably not the strongest actor though he's gotten a lot yeah. better but he's also a movie star yes yes yeah. yeah he is a movie yeah. and then you he's have like a stanley like, tucci who's an actor he's a character actor yes, yes. right so like i don't know i just like, the 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 ceiling is very high for for miss Haley steinfeld i agree I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think if I've seen her or anything else. Like her face Bumblebee. is crazy for me. Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Edge of seventeen. Yeah. Edge of seventeen. She's in oh, isn't she young in one of the No Country for Old Men? Is that her? Or is that a different thing? No, it's uh True Grit, right? She's the True girl Grit, that... that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, she acted in that and then became a singer. Because we don't okay. see her much after that and Yeah. 2022 and 23 is when the next Spider-Man, Spider-Verse movies come out. God, I hope Lord and Miller are doing it. Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 and 2. Okay. I'm down. Next next week, there is a Spider-Verse movie coming out. There is. There is, <laughs> But yes. it's not made by Lord Miller. So it's not, not going to be as good. I, and you know what? I think we even... We, we've talked about it. I don't know if at any point we talked about it on air. But we've definitely talked... Uh, at a number of different points about how the MCU is going to see the success of this Spider-Verse movie and be like, we're going to take this and try to do it better. And I don't think it's possible. I don't think whatever they give us next week is going to be as good as this Spider-Verse movie. I agree with you, but it's going to be, it's still going to be good. I imagine it's just going to be different. It's yeah. yeah. Too hard to do live action. It is. Yeah. You're you're limited, right? Absolutely. They can do whatever they want on computer, on, on the computer and the screen. Like animated, whatever they want. I mean, you, you again. Far from home is my like favorite uh, MCU movie. I I can't wait for next week's uh, the new Spider Man. But um. Oh yeah, I'm super excited about it. It's just I know we're gonna get a Spider Verse, and I know I'm gonna be comparing it to this. No, I'm not comparing it to this. I'm just want, I'm just excited to see who's in it, right? Because there's been so many rumors. Yeah, so, yeah who, uh, that's, who that's, is and isn't. Yeah, yeah. This is gonna be like a multi watch for sure. Just like I'm I just can't wait to okay, eventually see it. it. And then I'm gonna be like, how, "All right, cool. Now I can enjoy the story. Now that I know how these guys bonkers, are how bonkers would it be if they pulled these Spider Verse actors and actresses into that, that would movie. be insane. There might be a tie, right? You would think, like, it's, could it's be possible, very possible. Depends on how, can think of, how eager Sony can, was I, to give up the yeah. likeness, I guess, because. That move. This movie is all Sony. Spider into the Spider Verse. No, all Sony. yeah, that's it. No it's, MCU. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
so good. It's a very complicated rights issue. Yeah. Yeah. I could go on about this movie for two more hours, so let's not do that. Corey, yep. tell us about your number one movie. Frankly, if they want to hear us go on about this movie for the better part of two hours, they can go, they can go find it elsewhere. That's true. Uh, my number one movie is not going to be a very long conversation, I don't think. Um, my number one is Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs, for me, is probably one of the first high art type of cinema I, I watched, where it wasn't just a dumb action flick or a cartoon. Like, a movie that was trying to be a film, like, Reservoir Dogs is probably one of the first one of those I've ever seen. And I fell in love with, I fell I fell in love with, um, Jesus Christ, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Thank you. I fell in love with Quentin Tarantino. I fell in love with the style of of movie, um, all at a, a relatively young age because of this movie. And I really fell into movies in general because of this movie. It's one of the first movies that I was like, oh, movies can be more than just big blockbuster made for the bit, like made for all the glitz and glass. Like this movie is as amazing as it is. Isn't necessarily made for Hollywood. It's It's made for, it's an indie movie. It's an indie movie. The fact that like indie movies can exist and can be this good is, was eye opening to me. And I'm, I've fallen in in love with it ever since. So it's again, incredible performances, Fun take on the heist, on the idea of a heist in general, but you know beyond that, the fact that it can do all those things while not you know being a mainstay anywhere is is just important to me, and it's more nostalgic than anything else. I would argue that both of your number ones are probably more likely to be a number one movie than mine is. That's a fair argument, but for me, nostalgia like. Where it like, why it's important to me? Reservoir Dogs could not be in the conversation at number one. It just couldn't be. Like the fast talking, like the di- like the the intensity of the dialogue in this movie is really, really fascinating to me. I think that's probably one of the things that gets me the most about this movie is like catching up nuances in the way that they're speaking and the slang terms that they use and. You know, it's Quentin Tarantino, so even things that you think don't matter kind of do. So you constantly have to go back and rewatch and see, try to diagnose and slice this thing to shreds and diagnose every little moment of it. Gives you a fun rewatch experience. On this movie. It really is all dialogue because not a lot of actual, no. no action happens really other than a couple of quick flashbacks. It's Yeah, it's and, entirely and that's dialogue. exactly it. They're, they're all flashbacks. Any action you get, any heist action you get at this is a flashback. You don't see the and heist. A, you, don't you don't see the heist. It's a heist movie minus the heist. You see a very yeah. like brief moment you of see, the heist. You see them exiting a, yeah, yeah. a, a store in a rush. And somebody's yep. running. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a heist movie guy. I love heist movies. And I still, like, not seeing the heist almost as make. Still makes is probably one of the best heist movies. It made my top five for the heist movies. It did. Did it make mine? Did it I, make all of our top fives? I don't, I don't think it think made mine. So. Okay. I don't consider it a heist movie because for the reason that you don't see the heist, but um, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah, there's yeah. an argument to be made. For sure. I think one of the like going back and 
finding out like the fun details of this movie is also really interesting too. So this is Quentin Tarantino's first movie, right? Doing it on a shoestring budget to the point that instead of wasting any money on wardrobe, because they were pretty much going to be in suits the whole time, he just told all the guys that he hired as like all the actors, all the guys to just be like, just bring whatever suit you got. If you got a black, you got a black suit at the house. Perfect. Bring bring a black suit, preferably one you don't care about. (laughs) Yeah. Right. He, He told them all. He's like, we don't have money for wardrobe suits. Do you guys, can you guys just bring in your suits? And I guess they all believed in the film enough to like go for it and do it. But like, I think they, I feel like I read somewhere that the movie was made for $23,000, but that seems lower than it should be. I don't think, yeah. That seems very no, low. No, no. It seems absor- like absurdly low. Like, yeah. yeah, it's Clark's. So it, no, the there's like blood and effects in this. Yeah, right? There's no way that that's right. I'm thinking something. <laughs> that means Harvey Keitel did this for free. I doubt it. Budget was $1.2 to $3 million. Okay. 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 That's like Rocky. Somewhere, in that, somewhere in that giant range. Yeah. Yeah. It's a giant range. <laughs> Thanks, Wikipedia. Box office on a budget. All right, I got a budget of one point two. That's in the range. Specifically, one point two. Yeah, it was given. Yeah, on the low end. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, box office Great is only two point nine million. So this is a cult that movie. Makes sense. It not, yeah, it's definitely but not a wide release, right? No, so. almost not, certainly no, not. No. Yeah, but the cast in this is wild. Steve Buscemi might. Mike Madison, Tim Roth. Those those three guys are, I guess. Char- I would you consider them character actors? I guess so, Steve right? Shemmy for sure. Tim yeah, Roth, absolutely. yeah. Harvey Keitel, no, not really. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, he's either like a like a like a crook or a cop normally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody else. Crazy. Corey did not have Reservoir Dogs in your top five heist movies. Okay. I was trying to go backwards in my book and I couldn't On find it. On hindsight, maybe he would if we did it again. Who knows? Eh. The world is crazy. Heat the town. No, and, I, and you know what? In, in high water, Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, no, I don't think I changed that. Fair enough. Sure, you had it at number three. I sure did. It made my list of, like, what I would consider a heist movie. That makes sense. That tracks. Yeah, but I, I didn't put it on the list. I think because I like I do I do truly like watching the heist unfold. Sure. So there's something to be said about uh, it. Hell yeah! All right, res- that was my talk on Reservoir Dogs. I got nothing else to say. I'm happy with it's a good what movie. I said. Good movie. Uh, all right. So we are done with the top five lists. That is our top five list. And it was a pretty lengthy conversation about those those movies. Yeah, we started early too. Mm. We did. And you know what? Good for us. We haven't really dive dove in and picked apart some of these movies. I haven't in a talked while. movies so this, in weeks, so no, I'm fine. Yeah, with. this felt this felt nice. This felt nice. But now we got to move on to the second part of our show, and the second part of our show is the madness round. And here's how it works: uh, on a Spinning wheel that Matt has on his phone are all of our movies one through five, or our names and one through five. And we're going to spin the wheel a minimum of five times to come up with our collective top five for the category. Each of us has also been given a veto and a protect. So we have gone and protected a movie, and uh, we have the right to veto one. So if a movie gets spun and we don't want it on the list, 
it can be vetoed unless, of course, it is protected. And then you lose your veto and the movie stays. With no further ado, Matt, spin number one. Yeah, I just shuffled the slices. So I like to do that before. Okay. Nice. Good. So. I like it. I like okay, it. The first spin is going to be Corey number two, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Street. I'm okay, I guess. Very good. Um, Deciding, deciding, final decision, final decision. Yeah, that's okay. Okay. Next spin. Joe, number two. Silence of the Lambs. I'm okay with that. I think I'm going to veto that. I'm kidding. <laughs> Corey, you good? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to think about the repercussions of me vetoing Silence of the Lambs this week. Uh, Matt number three, which would be one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good with it. Okay. I think vetoes are going to start coming in hot and heavy right now. I'm. We've got four. We got. We got four. Right. We've got four of the five There's picks. Only three. three. We got three. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. No. No. There's okay, only so one on here that I would probably. There's two on here that I'm that I'm hoping for. So. Yeah, so let's see here. Next is Matt number two, which would be to kill a mockingbird. If I didn't veto Waffle Wall Street, I'm not going to veto to kill a mockingbird. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, it's fair. All right. Good. Yeah. Okay. This is going to be a crazy madness round. <laughs> think so it's a lot of matt it's a lot of matt it's a matt list it's a right very now matt heavy list. i got it's a matt heavy list three yeah it's pretty cool okay next Good one <laughs> uh joe three what is that groundhog groundhog day, day. oh <laughs> that's the last one isn't it or that is would four? be five do i want to veto groundhog day I'm trying to think what's worse. What we get stuck with that's worse. Black Swan. Black Swan. PB. Black Swan, but I mean, I would, I would veto that to get Spider Verse on here. Like I'm, I'm like I, I've accepted that Reservoir Dogs isn't making this list, but like I'm, I'm, I'm still pulling for Spider Verse here. As am I. Yeah. All right. You know what? I'll throw, a, I'll throw a veto at Groundhog Day on my own Groundhog Day. Joe, did you protect it? No, I did not protect it. All right. First veto. <laughs> Beautiful. We're looking for Joe Cor- Joe one or Corey four would, right now. That, that, that would Corey be Corey four. There we go. Spider-verse. Oh, it pays off. Yeah, <laughs> it pays yeah. off. I love to big. see it. <laughs> I do. I do love to see it. Woo! Here's Shit, the part where be... Matt's like, "I feed." <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm good with that. <laughs> Excellent. Nice. I also protect this spider first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I protected uh Jojo Rabbit. Okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Spider-Verse was the only one that I didn't think it was going to get vetoed, but it's the only one I cared enough like I cared enough about to be like, you know what? This this should be here. I agree. Oh. Groundhog Day was that one hurt to veto a little bit. It did. It did hurt to veto a little bit. We probably in retrospect should have vetoed Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. It's it's, it's again, but, you know. Not much. Yeah. I don't care for it at all but it's very very good you had it like, i'm not i'm not upset it's on there i think it's the clear cut number five in my opinion i mean the numbers don't well, the, well, the, list off the five i'm pretty sure i agree with you but list off the to five kill a mockingbird one floor of the cuckoo's nest into the spider verse wolf of wall street and signs of the lambs 
Yeah, I, I would say yeah. that that's number yeah, five. The numbers bear out to it being number four. It's your, I, I, it's, it's, and a battle with To Kill a Mockingbird. But this is, we don't always have to go by the numbers. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in my opinion, no. four, four would also would, would yeah would be a toss up between Cuckoo's Nest and Tequila those are Mockingbird. two freaking. Like... They are. Oh, they're they're heavy Ooh, they're hitters. They're great movies. Yeah, right. They're heavy hitters. But all right, so we said Wolf is five, right? Yes. Five. I agree with that. Silence of the Lambs, Into the Spider Verse, To Kill a Mockingbird, One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. Damn. Yeah, I, th- I would put. Uh, I I think we ahead, I think we we put Spider Verse and Silence of the Lambs off to the side yeah, right that's, now. Yeah, that's that's because that's, we know those are going to be top two. Yeah, man. Yep, that's gonna. Yep, yep. And let's let's talk. Uh, Mockingbird v Cuckoo's Nest. Right, I'm the only one that has either of them, and I have To Kill a Mockingbird two, Cuckoo's Nest three. I think, from a technical standpoint, and I guess I don't really know how to. Like, base it any other way. Only because this category is meaningless. It's like, it's movies with animal in the title. Like, yeah, there's yeah. nothing to, like... There's, there's no, there's no both, better example of an animal exactly, in the title. They both qualify. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to go type of animal, they're both types of birds. Okay, great. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, Cuckoo's Nest is more decorated... Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird is, I guess it's truly like an all-time great. And I think you have one of the greatest heroes of all time in To Kill a Mockingbird, and one of the greatest villains of all time in Cuckoo's Nest, right? It's it's, it's that's true. It's, that's oh. that's like a weird dichotomy. <laughs> right? Yeah. Whew. Hmm. Well, there's three of us. Of well, what? What do you guys think? What should be two? What should be three? Based on, based on your own person. You mean three and four? Yeah, 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 three and four. Um, Two and three on my list. I I I would put I would put Mockingbird at four, Cuckoo at three. Okay. But I, I'm not I'm not, I'm I'm certainly not gonna be upset if we go the other way. Like I I it, there's such good evenly matched movies. Like it's hard to say which one should be which. Yeah, I, I feel the same way as Corey, it's... but but flip them. Like I would put Mockingbird at three, Cuckoo's Nest at four, but like it's, it's such a razor thin margin I, that I mean, Matt. Ultimately, you should probably have all to decide right, I'll, here. I'm gonna stick sense. with the order I have them in, then, which would be Mockingbird two, Cuckoo's Nest three. Yeah, that's fair. Or Mockingbird three, Cuckoo's that's Nest the four. That's the order I had them, but on our list, yes, three and four. We're gonna have yeah, yeah. Mockingbird ahead of Cuckoo's Nest. Okay. Which, I mean, not that this is obviously. This should not be the deciding factor by any means, and clearly it isn't. But One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is one percentage point higher on Rotten Tomatoes than To Kill a Mockingbird. Ninety-four versus ninety-three. I mean, it's it's really tough to tomato score mm. the the older black and white ones because like yeah, they have less reviews. Film criticism definitely like different from like then to now. I don't know how the reviews are like applied from then to now. Like I remember, yeah, how did they get them on the internet? They didn't have that in 1974. I remember some <laughs> crazy article about like what the tomato scores for like the original Star Wars would have been based on like the uh, like top 20 critics in the world, and it was like 67. I'm like, you got to be shitting me, man. Saying <laughs> so, okay, dude, it's it's crazy 
how evenly these things are matched, like, by the critics, though. Right? So, IMD... So... Did they both win Best Picture? The Cuckoo's what? Nest. Did they both I don't win know if picture? Mockingbird did. I also don't know if Mockingbird Cuckoo's did. Nest sure did. The The... So, like, the Google, like, when you search on a movie on Google, it gives you the big three, the IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic. Mm-hmm. Um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, 8. 8.7, 94%, 84%. Kill a Mockingbird, 8. 8.2, 93, 88. Like, that's as evenly matched of a comparison as you're going to get. That's crazy. All right. Mockingbird, best actor in a leading role in Gregory Peck. Best screen uh, adapted screenplay, best art direction. Nominated for best picture did not win. Okay, at least it got nominated. That's it would be crazy if it didn't get nominated. So the, what movie year did that come out? Nineteen sixty. The Academy Awards, nineteen sixty three. I wonder what. what oh, nineteen sixty three. I might know this. We're in like. Hatton and Oliver and like French Connection like territory. What the hell was it? Nineteen sixty three Academy Awards. I don't even know how far I have to scroll down to get the best picture on IMDb here. Lawrence of Arabia. Wow, oh, okay. production yeah, I mean, design. That makes I had sense. one best picture. Yeah, Lawrence of Arabia. That tracks. Yep. I've never heard of the other three movies. What are the so other three movies? That's fine. I just got the uh, The here. Music Man, The Longest Day, and Mutiny on the Bounty. Mutiny on the Bounty. I think that's Gregory Peck as well. I think. What a yeah. year. What a year he had. But again, there were only like 15 actors back then. <laughs> <laughs> Might not be Gregory Peck. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe not. There's been a lot of different okay. mutiny on the bounties. Anyway. All right. We doing this? <laughs> yeah, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> the, well, the epic battle. <laughs> I'm uh, considering it's it's your two number ones. I'm just going to sit back and not be the one that has to get upset and mad today and uh have fun boys. Let me know when you need me to decide. Both films are tremendous achievements. Yes, they are. We agree so far. Your movie had no chance at Best Picture because the Academy doesn't really recognize animated movies. So I'm not even going to... Which was ridiculous. ridiculous. I'm not even going to like enter that to the equation like because they're both they're both decorated. I think yours won in the landslide with Best like animated feature as it should. Um, Yeah, yeah. I guess my they're very different, right? So we really are comparing apples and oranges here. Apples to oranges, yep. I think your movie Into the Spider Verse, I'm gonna just gonna use this argument, is like you have a blank canvas. You could you could do whatever you want with, with the animation like you have available and Silence of the Lambs is a live action movie is more limited therefore it is like a a higher degree of difficulty because you, you don't have that blake canvas like so to so to speak 
the story. It's, I don't know, man. It's my number one. The if I put if I put yeah, Spider Verse yeah. on the list, I don't even think I would have it at number two. But I can because again, it's not my favorite favorite Spider Man movie. But like, I see it both ways. It's 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 really tough to like compare and contrast the two. No, I I, I agree with that a hundred percent. Like, I'm never gonna see this. I guess rationally, yeah. because Spider Verse is my favorite mm-hmm. movie and has been since I saw it sure. in theaters. It's your favorite movie. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I will say, like, I understand where you're coming from, because, like, from a critical perspective, like, a, like Sp- Spider-Verse, while the quality of the movie, and it certainly should have been considered Absolutely. for Best Picture... 100%. It's, it's, it's not like your prototypical Best Picture, this is an art film. They made a superhero movie that just happens to be an amazing achievement of cinema. But at the end of the day some film snob person is not going to say into no. the spider verse is 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 art no. they're gonna, well, i mean technically it is art it actually 100% is art because it's all animated and drawn by or animated by you know humans no, but, but but the the 85 year old member of the academy that got the dvd screener didn't see this in theaters isn't going to put that on and go like oh my goodness this is like the greatest thing i've ever no. seen so we got we got to like not even like consider like that us who's who's the pig <laughs> We're, we're, what happened? We're above that. Um, yeah. I don't have like a strong case I to can't argue for its number one. My argument for number one is just being like, it's it's the best movie I've ever seen. But. <laughs> it's it's your favorite movie of all time. It's Yes. I'm thro- throwing the numbers out. It is a 1-2 versus a 1-4, but, but regardless. It's because we we're not really basing this this uh, list on on numbers per se, and again the the topic is nonsensical. So it's like <sighs> exactly yeah. I mean, if you want to say a spider as an arachnid is less than a lamb a mammal in the animal debate or yeah, something I'm... like that's that's like the best you can do with no, this. And again, yeah, it's, it's nonsense. It, it's it, silly. It, it's it just, doesn't it doesn't yeah. weigh into the equation at all. Both movies are phenomenal. I am curious what are what are the scores? Yeah, uh, I, I got figured. them. I am ready. Oh, good job, Corey. Uh, Spider Verse is IMDb is eight point four. Um, Rotten Tomatoes is ninety seven. Signs of the Lambs IMDb is an eight point six and a ninety six on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the Metacritic for Spider Verse I have. I don't have a Metacritic for uh, Signs yeah, of the Lambs. It's probably too old for Metacritic. Yeah. Um, it had like a Goodreads, like a 4.6 out of 5 on Goodreads. I'm like, this That's, isn't helpful yeah, no. in the least. Um, so I'm just just by, again, one is, they're, 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 they're trading off which one's higher. IMDb for Science of the Lambs is a little higher. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes for Spider-Verse is a little higher. And by a little higher, I mean 0. 0.2 yeah. and 1. Very evenly matched movies. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not going to be upset either way because honestly – I'm happy that my number one that was like really important made the yep. list, and to get it at lowest two, I'm not mad. Don't 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 uh don't 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 do that. It's all right. I'm saying that's that's the lowest possible yes. spot it's gonna be. Okay, that, that that that's super great. You want yours <laughs> for number one? I want mine at number one. Absolutely. There's, it is a three person show. Corey, you're interesting Corey, because you would have had Silence of the Lambs on your list. I'm I'm not sure where it would have fallen. You had Spider Verse at four. Correct. Uh, Black Swan would have gotten Black Swan would have gotten knocked out. I probably would have slided. Slided. Ooh, that's, slid. that's a weird word. Slid. 
Yep, slid was the correct correct use of the English language. I would have probably slid it in at three. So it would have been... God, Spider-Verse is my number five. Sounds wrong. Um, yeah, it probably would have slid in at three. Jojo Rabbit would have been four. Spider-Verse would have been five. Okay. So t- to break the tie, you're going to go Lambs one, Spider-Verse two? I am. I am going to go that way. Um, I had a feeling... I, I love Into the Spider-Verse, and I love the amount of passion and memories I have attached to that movie. I love that it's Joe's favorite movie. But in my heart of hearts, I think Silence of the Lambs is is is, is what belongs at number one. It's okay. You just hate Joy. It's fine. We can move on. <laughs> All right. No, it, it's, it's, it's totally cool. I understand. Yeah. It's, I, I, yeah it's... They're both excellent movies, and honestly, you can't lose with, this, with that it, one-two punch. Honestly, it's like it's 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 less one two and more one one b. Yeah, yeah. You know? One a one b. One a one b. Like it's it's. They're so and, and different, that's, and that's like they are so different. But that's what's crazy about this, the entirety of this top five is really we only have a top three, because we have a one a one b, a two a two b, and then a number three. Right, because our three four are so evenly matched as far as yeah, being that's true. older classic movies being phenomenal classic movies, like groundbreaking in what they are. And then we've got a number three. Really, at the end of the day... <laughs> we've like, got we a Wolf could, of Wall Street. <laughs> and we got Wolf of Wall Street, which has great performances. Yeah. But, and that's, that's, but that could that's have been anything on, on any of our lists. And we would have been exactly, still, be, right? like still put it at five. Yeah. Yeah. Jojo Rabbit would have gotten five. Yep, Peanut Black Butter Falcon, Swan would have gotten five. vetoed. Yep. Yeah. Black Swan vetoed. Like I, it's it's not hard to figure this out. Um, Even Groundhog Day would that have been five? Actually, that had commonality. Not that it matters. Would, it was this a five is completely nonsensical. Me. The 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 questionable one for me is if you if you take out Wolf of Wall Street, get put Reservoir Dogs on the list. We got three number ones, and then it's mm-hmm. like To Kill a Mockingbird, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest versus Reservoir Dogs, and that's that's a very tough like. Hard to make yeah. hard to make a good argument it, it for Reservoir Dogs being above yeah. those two movies because again it yeah it's a it's an amazing movie I obviously think it's an incredible movie I put it at number one but I put it at number one because of its value as an incredibly well written and an incredibly well made indie movie not necessarily because it's the best movie on this list. Fair enough. It's so, great at having an animal in the title, though. Sure is. It's, it's a fantastic. It's front and center. Everybody knows what a dog is. Fantastic Not, at having an animal. A nonsensical titled movie for a nonsensical topic. Because the reservoir dogs yeah. is just yeah. a cool sounding thing that Tarantino likes. <laughs> Hence the title of the film. Makes sense. There it is. All right, Matt. After much debate. Is it, and no feelings hurt. This really. is a great lead-in, but do we want to talk bubbles? Oh yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for bubbles. Matt, start us off. Reservoir Dogs bubbled. Okay. Um, I also had Big Fish. And uh, oh my god, that's on my list of like 40 Holy movies that were possible. Sh- and- Not even on my list of 40 movies, which is stupid because I love Big Fish. And the last one I had was uh, Deer Hunter. Mm-hmm. Never seen that one. That's a very tough watch, but very, very, okay. very well done. Best picture winner. <laughs> Dust shoulders off. On this list. 
What about you guys? I mean, we already talked. We already talked about mine. Uh, Jojo Rabbit, and my other one made the list. Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, Groundhog's Day, which we talked about. Uh, the movie that had no real chance to make the list, but I have to say it on air anyways. Crocodile Dundee. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> that came I, up in a conversations when I told people what the topic was. A lot of people were... And somebody was like, oh, Crocodile Dundee gonna make your list? And you were like, uh, no. <laughs> I like good movies. Uh, <laughs> That's not enough. I, 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 I enjoy Crocodile Dundee a lot, but like, it... It also is what it is. It's um, it's like Ernest. It's like an Ernest movie okay, where it's yeah. like, if if you if you like that, you have to be in like a mood to watch it. You have to be like, eh, it's it is it's fine. It's just there. It's fun and dumb. Um, it's fun and dumb. Yeah, that's the best way to say it. It's fun and dumb. For me personally, um, top ten movie ending of all time in Crocodile Dundee. I love it. I will watch that YouTube clip ten million times. Phenomenal. Fair enough. It Phenomenal. does. It does have a great way awesome to end a movie. Hell yeah! Funny hell as hell. Yeah. So good. I mean, and I loved. I loved that movie growing. I loved that movie growing up. I actually met Paul Hogan once. That's cool. Nice. Yeah, he was the spokesperson when uh, when Subaru started making the Outback. Yes. Yeah. So like, he was like at Subaru when my dad was there, and I was like, went and I got an autograph. It was cool. Introduce me. <laughs> I mean, it was that was the whole thing. Like, anybody that worked there would like go and get like an autograph. Anyway, uh, and my last bubble is a fish called Wanda. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, that's another one of those movies I watched a bunch growing up, and kind of kooky British comedy, and I like kooky British comedy sometimes. So, fish called Wanda. Never seen it. I don't know if you'd like it. All right. I'm not really sure. Maybe. You might enjoy it. You should watch it and let me know. I mean, I will one day. I'm sure something will require go. me to watch it. Fair enough. John Cleese movies, whenever we get that deep. <laughs> Rat Race, and I don't know any other ones. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I could I could make a pretty solid top five John Cleese movies. And Fish Called Wanda would sneak into that list. All right. With Bubbles out of the way, Matt, what is our definitive top five movies with an animal in the title? Coming at number five, Wolf of Wall Street. Coming in at four, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Number three, To Kill a Mockingbird. And our top two would is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and Silence of the Lambs. This is a great list. It is. One of our better lists. It is. Yeah, I had I had a an absolute blast making this list. I you know I I know I complained about having to redo this list a million times, but I had so much fun diving into the research for this, and not being constrained to a genre. I feel like even when we do actors, more often than not, we're kind of living in whatever genre that actor is particularly good at. This this really allowed us to spread out and and and. Give us the opportunity to pick movies from a lot of different genres. Yeah, every time I sat down to like add something to this list, I ended up like rattling off five more movies. I'm like, God, I have to stop at some point. <laughs> I locked in my number one, and I was like, Great, now I have 38 movies vying for the other four slots. We're approaching an hour 40, so let's. Uh, yeah, we should probably wrap this up. Yeah. Social media. And let's do that. Hit it. 
Oh, yeah, that's on me. I'm sorry. I forgot that this is my episode to run. Uh, with that being said, uh, we are going to say goodbye after this very long episode. Thank you for hanging out with us for so long. Uh, if you want to reach out to us at the show, you can send us an email at 5moviemadness at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at 5moviemadness. Those are both with the number five. If you want to reach out to me personally on Twitter, I am at I am City Folk Soul. Or if you like craft beer, you can find me on Instagram at For Craft's Sake. Matt. Find me on Twitter at MR underscore Janny, J A N N Y. I normally uh, retweet the show's episode, so that's, that's an easy way to find me. Sports, movies, whatever you want to talk about, we can have a conversation. Joe. I don't really use Twitter very much, but if you're a Spider-Verse fanatic like me and you want to hit me up, I'm at Juice Clerk. Solid. Alright, so from all of us here to all of you out there, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time here at 5 Movie Madness. Good night, everybody.